Hey, what's up? So I decided to do a quick little episode of the pod because tonight was the premiere of Scream 6 and I went to the fan event for it and saw the premiere at my local theater. So I'm going to start off by giving some general thoughts on the movie and then I'll jump into spoilers a little bit. So this is going to be a little bit more disorganized. I didn't take notes like I normally do. So We'll get into it. So first off, I have to say the returning characters, they did very well by all of them. They, I don't know if the, if the writing is better or the acting's just improved, but overall, all the legacy characters, including the ones from prior to the previous film, were all just very well executed, in my opinion. Um, I think Melissa Barrera, who I struggled to appreciate her acting in the previous film, even though I had liked her in other things, she, I think, improved in this. She's definitely not my favorite character, but I think she she was better in this film. Um, they definitely gave Mason Gooding more to do, which is excellent because he continues to kill it. He is so naturally likable as his character. And same with his sister, played by Jasmine Savoy Brown, um, both of them, Chad and Mindy, killing it per usual. Um, last film, I think they were the, aside from Tara, Jenna Ortega, I think they were the best additions. And they continue to be solid characters in this film. This film is going to really, I think, surprise some people with the twists and turns it takes. It took steps to be more unique I think than a lot of the other films and I really liked it I think overall this film really succeeds at making fans of this franchise happy and paying homage to the past films but doing new things with it as well um I think something that makes this film significantly better than the last film is the fact that all of the new characters that are new to this film specifically they're all likable. I wouldn't say there were any that I could pick out as being like, I don't care that they get killed or whatever. I think that in the previous film, there were some characters that they introduced that I was just like not caring about. But this film, they make you care at least a little bit about each of them before they killed them off, obviously. So overall, I think you're going to like it. If, if you like the Scream franchise, I think this is going to be enjoyable to you. It's not like a super shocking, wow-like film. Like, it doesn't knock the original out of the water at all. I would say this is on par with... I put Scream 4 pretty close to the original Scream, and I would say this is right up there with that. I think it's definitely better than 2, 3, and the previous film. I don't know... Given some time, I would have to reflect on it to see what which films I would put in which order. Um, I don't know if I'd necessarily put this higher than four. Um, the original's just the original. No one's going to touch that, in my opinion. But we're going to jump into this. So if you haven't seen the film yet and you don't want to be spoiled, now is the time to drop out and come back and listen to this later. Because there's a lot of things I want to talk about. and. It's probably going to be a little bit disorganized because right now I li literally like just a minute ago just got back from watching this film and I just want to put my thoughts out there right now while it's fresh. So spoiler alert, 
drop out now if you don't want to be spoiled on screen six. All right, so starting off, I was disappointed. Samara Weaving was in the first scene, and I knew immediately the moment I saw her, as most people probably will know, she's dead. Like, <laughs> Samara Weaving is a scream queen in her own right right now with the babysitter movies and Ready or Not, and hopefully she has some more coming up. Like, she's done very well by herself, and, you know, they've kind of returned to the formula that we're familiar with where they kill off like a major actress on the rise. And that is Samara Weaving. And when they kill her off, like, well, first of all, when she's on the phone, I could tell right away who this was on the phone because the person who she's talking to before the voice modulator goes on and it's the killer, obviously, I could tell right away who it was because if you've seen Spider-Man, you're familiar with Tony. Um, going to try to pronounce his name correctly. Revolori, I believe. Um, he is the voice that you hear over the phone. But what I really liked is after Samara dies, right, there's a pause. And I'm like, he's going to take off his mask, isn't he? This is going to be so cool. And he does. And I was just like super pumped right off the bat i'm like i wasn't sure if he was going to be a killer throughout the whole film and that we were just going to be aware of who was the killer which would be a unique twist but beyond that i mean obviously you, if you've seen the film you know he doesn't last very long um but i really like this first scene it's very long for a first scene but it really flips your expectations on your on its head a little bit. They take some new directions with the opening kills that I really liked. And another thing I liked about his character too was he puts everything into a backpack from his costume and he like goes home and it reminded me of like Peter Parker in Spider-Man because he's also in Spider-Man. So right away, I'm already making that mental connection and now he's doing this and I'm like, he's like an evil Spider-Man. He's going around killing people. But... He gets home, he gets killed off. Can't say I'm disappointed because I think that even though I would have been okay with seeing these two actors in more of the film, I think they really did set this movie up well by using good actors and doing different things. So right off the bat, pretty happy with this film. As we get into more of the movie, um, you know, we start to meet more of the characters we meet Quinn, we meet um, Man Mindy's girlfriend, we meet a couple different people. And pretty much right away, like, they're all likable. Like, they're at that party. Tara's potentially going to be making some mistakes, and they're all there to protect her, which is really cool. That's a really good way to make us like these characters right off the bat. Um, as we start getting intro introduced to the cop character and the other like adults that are separate from the younger actors, I pretty much picked up on right away. I'm like, you know, the whole previous movie was focused on how Sam was related to Billy Loomis. And I'm like, wouldn't be, wouldn't it be interesting if they continue to focus on that, but instead of being that mother daughter, mother daughter, that father-daughter pairing, it is the other father-daughter that is present in this film, Quinn and the detective. 
And when we see Quinn being attacked, but we don't fully see it, that was like a like a instant recognition for me that okay, she's going to be one of the killers, and her dad is going to be one of the other killers. Like it seemed pretty pretty obvious to me, but there were still some surprises with that ending. Like if it was just the two of them, I could have still been happy because overall, I think the movie was really good, but. I pretty much pegged them from the moment that Quinn supposedly dies and we get this emotional scene with the detective crying that his kids are dead. And I'm like, even though naturally I'm like, it almost makes me emotional just watching it. Like it makes you almost feel like you're going to cry. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, this guy is going to be a killer and his daughter's not actually dead. You never see her body. Key sign they're going to be killers. So I pretty much picked up on that pretty quickly. Um, we have that scene on the ladder as some of them are escaping from the apartment. I really like, I'll tack this on now, Josh Segara. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. I was very happy. I mean, if they had made him the killer, make the boyfriend the killer again, that would have been super disappointing. But on top of that, I'm familiar with him because he was a villain. I believe Adrian Chase was his name on the Arrow TV show. So he can play a villain very well, but it was nice to see him be like, just kind of like a genuine supportive boy boyfriend throughout this whole film. Um, it was really good. And I hope we see him in the next movie. Um, as far as survivors go, if they carry him into the next one, which I believe they will with a lot of these characters that survived, um, hopefully they'll give him more to do because I do think he's good. He's a good addition. Um, Mindy, again, explaining the rules and everything, like that whole scene, she absolutely killed it. It was great. Um, we have that scene where they're all sitting and talking about how they could all be potential victims or they could be the killers. And she pegs, um, what's his name, Ethan? I want to say it's Ethan. Uh, Ethan, yes. She pegs Ethan and the sister right away. Or, yeah, and Ethan's sister, Quinn, right away. But they kind of let that go. And I do like that, you know, you start to believe in the subway scene that, okay, maybe Ethan isn't a killer because he's, it's kind of funny that for a moment she's like, oh no, he's saving me and I was so wrong this whole time. I love that Mindy buys into the whole trying to solve the mystery even through all these attacks. Like, the returning characters in this movie that uh, they're preserving, obviously, throughout the whole thing, go through a lot of physical damage. Damage that most characters would not survive. People would not survive, obviously. Like, most of them get stabbed in the gut, the back, multiple times. But they make it through... Um, there was a moment they had me doubting Kirby a little bit, but I was really hoping that they wouldn't because have her be the killer because I really like Kirby and without Dewey, without Sydney, if it's just Gail from the original, like previous films, I think Kirby is a great element. I think Hayden Panettiere is a great actress and very enjoyable in this role. And the fact that in the end, even though I thought for, I mean, again, another character that really survives crazy things. I mean, it's not the first time if you've seen Heroes, save the cheerleader, save the world, but 
she goes through a lot and she survives it. So hopefully we'll see a good bit of her in the next film. I could see her definitely stepping up and taking that Sydney spot. And speaking of Sydney, I like that Sydney and her family, the way they wrote Nev Campbell out of this film, being that she's kind of tired of dealing with all this and she's going to take her family and go somewhere safe. I'm happy with Sydney having a happy ending and not being involved in this anymore. And I don't know what they would have done with Nev if she was in this film, but I honestly didn't miss her being present at all. I like the idea that, you know, one of the final girls can actually survive and not be killed off that they can just have a life and this can be its own thing now. And I thought when Gail is attacked that they were actually going to kill her off, which was going to make me disappointed because they even referenced the Star Wars films in this movie that, you know, legacy characters get killed off in each of the films to add stakes. And, you know, Dewey died in the last one. And I'm like, okay, are they going to kill Gail? And it seemed like they were going to do the same thing. But she survives in the end. So I do... Part of me, I'm torn about because I like when they make big moves and kill off big characters. But at the same time, I'm happy for them to keep Gail around long term. And the thing is, like, every single, like, theory that you could think of potentially happening regarding legacy characters, they do throw around which I like. It's like the movies, Scream films have always been meta and it's just aware of things that the audience is going to think. You know, part of me when I was watching this film, I'm like, you know, Gail could be a killer and she could be doing it for the fame, for writing the books, for making the money. And they call that out. And I'm like, okay, that's not the case. And they also um, mentioned the Stu Mocker theory that he could have survived the first film. And they call that out, too. And obviously, he doesn't pop up. Maybe he will in the future. But I do like that they address that, which kind of tells me that, no, they're not going to bring him back. They're keeping with this current cast as much as possible. Um, I was (laughs) super disappointed when I thought they killed Chad because Mason Gooding, I mean, I've seen him in a few different things, but every single character he plays He's just a good guy kind of character, and he does it so well. He's just likable, likable, supportive. Um, yeah, he's like this alpha male jock appearance, but super gentle the whole time. And that that kind of leads into the relationship with Tara, which initially I wasn't sure I'd buy into because I think there's a good difference in age between the two of them. But... As the film went on and we saw more and more of it, I I bought into it. I thought it was decent. And part of that is Mason Gooding and part of that is Jenna Ortega. And they both, both solid actors that I'm happy. Even though, again, another one, if I had to choose between the twins, I would choose to keep Chad over Mindy just because I, Mason Gooding is awesome. But they spared both of them. And Some people were theorizing that they would probably put him in the Dewey role where at the end of the original four films, Dewey was always surviving barely on like a stretcher at the end of each film. And it seems like they might be going that direction now with Chad. But in the end, so the end of the film, they make Josh Cigar disappear because he could be a potential killer. 
and they fall into a trap. It's Tara, Mindy, Chad, and Sam. And I'm, they immediately think, okay, Kirby is guilty because there's two ghost face killers and the only people there are Kirby, Chad, Tara, and Sam, to their knowledge. So they believe Kirby is involved. And I'm like, okay, the moment that they kind of yell out, okay, it's Kirby, you know it's not going to be Kirby. I mean, that's pretty obvious, and I'm pretty happy that they didn't make it Kirby. But this whole time, I'm kind of like, the detective's been missing during important parts, like when Gale is attacked, like, Tara and Sam steal his vehicle. So he has reason to not be present, which makes me think he's the one doing the phone call while one of his kids are attacking Gale. And that kind of drew attention to that. And when we saw him revealed to be kind of leading the killers, I'm like, okay, but okay. We kind of see that he's a killer, right? And before that we had just seen two ghost faces and it seemed pretty fast. And I'm like, I vocally, said not super loud but i was like there's three there's three and what do you know there's three of them and that was a great reveal that's unique to this film um and we see that ethan is one of them and i was like a little disappointed that if it was just gonna be ethan and him because i'm happy that i predicted that the detective was one of them but ethan was like literally called out by mindy the entire film so for him to be a killer, it would have been disappointing. But then there's another. Um, I mean, obviously, when he's revealed to be a killer, you're like, okay, his daughter has to be one of them. Because why would he kill off his own daughter? So it's revealed. Quinn, Ethan, and the detective are the killers. They're related. And they aren't just related to each other. They're related to Richie from the previous film. So... They are kind of going after the Carpenter sisters because of what they did to Richie. Even though Richie was guilty, he he killed all their friends. He was the villain. But, like, this whole, like, museum of ghost face stuff and kill stuff from all the movies is Richie's creation. So they did bring him into the film in a really nice way. They connected the two films very well. They did the thing... And that they did in Scream 2, where a parent of one of the killers in the previous film is a killer, aka Billy Loomis's mom, Mrs. Loomis. So we did that again, but I honestly didn't see it coming. I was just kind of like, okay, it's a family. I don't know what their motivations are, but it makes sense if they're all related. And then when they connected it back to Richie, that was something I did not see coming. So it was a good surprise. Um I do think, so some things I didn't like about the film, I could do without the whole Sam Billy Loomis seeing Ski Ulrich and reflections and stuff. Like, we don't need that. It's not, <laughs> it's not a necessity. And the whole, like, is she going to be, like, a sociopath in some way? Is she not? Because she doesn't just, like, kill these killers she like goes ham which causes concern but i mean they play it for humor in the film this film and i will say i think this film is probably of the scream franchise one of the best done humor wise 
because there are moments that are intense and then there's a callback to something previous in the movie that's just so funny done so well the audience i was with was cracking up um there was a genuine jump scare toward the end that i totally got me um but overall this film really well done i was i'm so happy that my kind of prediction of this film being a step up from the previous one was correct um i hope they continue to do right by this franchise because so they spared all the characters that returned from the previous film that survived. So Gail survives, Mindy and Chad survive, Sam and Tara survive, and Kirby survives too, which is great. I hope we continue to see her in the future. Um, and hopefully they bring back Danny, Josh Cigar. I hope that they keep him around because he's a good addition. And I, I again, I'd like to see him do more. Um, I don't know where they're going to go with this one. If they... If we're following the pattern of the original franchise um, trilogy, we're going to see a movie about them, <laughs> which was, we don't want to take a dip like that again. Hopefully not. I mean, there's things to like about Scream 3, but it's definitely my least favorite. And I think that goes for a lot of people. But overall, this movie does really well by the franchise. And they continue to give these strong actors plenty of opportunity to demonstrate their abilities and you know i wish they had killed off one of the twins just to have stakes but they just have a bigger group of like you know we had dewey gail and um sydney surviving every film up until the last one it's a bigger group so hopefully i would really really love an opening scene for scream seven where they kill off one of the returning characters. I think that would be a bold play. And not not Kirby. Don't touch Kirby. But. And I feel like they, they're definitely going to continue with Sam. Even though she's my least favorite of the returnees. But I don't know what they would do. Because Mindy and Chad, man. They, they continue to bring it. They continue to be entertaining. Um, they're really standouts. I They're probably my favorite characters in the whole film even above Tara which is hard because Jenna Ortega is solid although Kirby was also really good too I don't know a lot of things to like about this movie very very next to no complaints about this movie it's it lived up to everything I wanted it to be it played on the nostalgia it connected all the films together it made it good they did very well and I'd give it an 8 out of 10, to be honest, as far as horror films go. This is pretty, pretty, I would hold this film pretty high. Um, yeah, go watch it if you haven't. I hope you didn't listen to this whole thing without having watched it first. But if you have, um, and you have, if you haven't seen all the Scream films, and you don't care about the connections, I mean, granted, if you're going to watch this film, you're going to be spoiled on all of the films prior because there is a moment where <laughs> i mean throughout the whole film the ghost face killers are leaving behind masks belonging to the previous killers so it is revealed every single killer for every single previous scream movie so you will be spoiled if you watch this one on all of them which best part about scream is the murder mystery aspect i think not just the kills which it's a slasher that's fine whatever but i love that 
The Scooby-Doo almost mystery aspect of the audience is trying to figure out who the killer or killers are the entire film, and you get to play along, and that's great. So, 8 out of 10. I won't even look at the critic or audience scores yet because it literally just premiered tonight. But I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast episode, and I'll catch you next time.